Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am so excited to have my friend and mentor Morgana Ray on. But before we bring her on, just a couple of announcements. First of all, if you are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. If you're watching here on Facebook, we would love your comments um, and feedback. And if you're listening on any of the podcast outlets, thank you so much and continue listening and staying tuned for more amazing guests. And if you're coming to Hawaii, come to the Big Island and come on one of my Big Island UFO tours. Um, I had a, I was on a podcast yesterday and the, the podcast interviewer asked me, you know, what's your success rate in seeing activity? And I said, it's 100%. He was shocked. So anyway, if you're interested in that, come see me. And without further ado, bringing on Morgana Ray. Hello. Hello. By the way, I love your UFO niche. Like talk about a bold freaking real stand out from all the bland noise in the world and really just being yourself in the biggest way possible. I love to give you as an example, talk about you to my other clients because, <laughs> you know, it's, it is a really, it's, you've taken a really bold stand mm. and it is my belief that the universe is big enough for you to be unapologetically you and you will magnetize no scarcity of people who get it and want you, but they can't if you are being vanilla and pretending not to, and, and pretending to be something other than yourself, yes. you become invisible. Right. Thank you for that. And we can get into more of that and like how, how you help people get to that place. <laughs> um, but so for those that don't know you, let me just um, tell them a little bit about you. So Morgana Ray is an international number one best-selling author and a seven-figure spiritual life and business coach for 29 years. A favorite guest on television, radio, and print, Morgana has guided tens of thousands of entrepreneurs, innovators, healers, and humanitarians to heal the rift between heart, spirit, and money to save the world as only they can. So beautiful. And um, so just real quick, like I... I was introduced to you and your work, I believe it was back in 2010, and you came to Olympia, Washington on your book tour, and you presented at a women's conference, a one-day women's conference, and out of all the speakers that were there, like you, I was magnetized to you and your message, and so... 2010 forward, I followed you and it, I mean, it took a little while for me to actually work with you, but I was always there. And so for anyone that's watching who actually does have some kind of practice, just keep showing up because there are people watching in the background that might work with you one day. So I just wanted to share that with you. And my book at that time was a little spiral bound book. My publisher was Office Max. <laughs> and I was running out of books and just like sending the file to Kinko's or Office Max or whatever was there. 
before it before I published it, before it became an international bestseller, like a grown up book. Right. I just started, you know, at the copy machine with the little spiral spine. And there's no shame in that. that no, I got is. to test it out. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And that's another like beautiful just message and lesson of like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. So just <laughs> do it. And yeah, you can, you can upgrade, you can modify, which is actually, so um, you have an amazing upcoming relaunch of your book. So before we, we'll, we'll go into that first and then we'll get into your background and all that. Um. I, being, you know, a little weird and woo, I'm, I'm sort of like you, like national merit, you know, scholar in math and science with a degree in religion. So, you know, balancing in both worlds. And I noticed, it just occurred to me sometime last year that, wow, 2023 will be the 10 year anniversary of my book launch. In fact, it'll be January 23, 23. Okay. which adds up to 11. And I'm like, oh, I have, I have to, you know, do something. And I opened the book. And by the way, this is, I've sold thousands of copies of this book. I've made six figures with this independently published book. Uh, I've been interviewed around the world and on TV and coast to coast radio and all this stuff with my little self-published book. And I have all these five-star reviews and success stories from people that I didn't even know, including um, a woman who became my client in Florida who had her first quarter of a million dollar sales month with my book before I even knew who she was. And that's the old version. So I opened up the book last year and my reaction was kind of bouncing between, wow, that's really good. I wrote that. And yikes, that is so out of date and it's missing so much important stuff. And ouch, I can't, <laughs> I can't, you know, 10 years has gone by. I've coached many thousands of people and you've seen on my goddess retreat that every time I coach somebody, it's completely different. Like the steps are the same, but yeah. the way we get there is completely different. And I learn from the challenges that every client presents. So it just screamed to me that I had to update it. And this is, if you're any, if you ever create any kind of product, I, I expect that you'll go through this cycle of like pride, you did it and then out, now you have embarrassment because you've grown and the thing that you created hasn't. So I just, I had to bring it up to date with what I know now and why my client results are so much bigger now, mm -hmm. even though they were big back then. Um, and also, I'm no longer skinny brunette. I'm a, a <laughs> proud middle-aged fatter woman. <laughs> so, you know, let's bring it all up to date. Yeah, beautiful. So, yeah, hold the book up again and okay. tell people the, re the whole title of it. Financial Alchemy. 12 months of magic and manifestation. Uh, the old version, you can see it on Amazon, but the new version will come out for the first time on January 23 on Amazon around the world. And it will come with dozens of super groovy gifts when you buy 
for like a really narrow amount of time. But I've got people like Dr. Lisa Thompson throwing in amazing stuff when you buy it on January 23rd. And then I will also throw in a live Q&A session for all of my buyers with me a month later on February 28th, because by that time you should have the book in your hands and you've yeah. started the process and now you know where you need help. So I can be there to help you. Beautiful. And so how, so do people just buy it on Amazon or do they yes. go to the website? Well, you can, it depends, like we're going to have links to certain countries, but we're not going to have links to all the countries. So right. if you're in South Africa or you're in Brazil or you're in Thailand, I want you to be able to get the book. Just go to the Amazon for your country and it should be available right now, only in English. I'll figure out the other, I've, people have been begging me for about 15 years to offer it in Spanish. I, I promise I'll, I'll figure that out at some point. Okay. <laughs> right now, English yeah. is as much as my bandwidth can handle right now. So right. launch, gifts, Q&A follow-up. I did this 10 years ago. It went to number one in seven countries, including Germany, Italy, and France. So, you know, the good news is a lot of people speak English well, just well enough right. to get they, the results. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So before, because I, I have a couple of things that I want to get into about the book and your work. But first, I want you to share with people kind of your background. How did you grow up? Like, was it a spiritual or religious household? Because you have a very witchy undertone to your wording and you work with goddess energy and archetypes. And so I just, I, and you're very intuitive. So I would love for you to share kind of what your background is. It was not religious. My father named me after the jazz singer Morgana King, who played Mama Corleone in The Godfather. And my mother named me after King Arthur's sister, the most famous witch in the world. So I was, I'm a fourth generation tarot card reader. Uh, so I come from a family of intuitive smarties, um, lawyers, rocket scientists, you know, just real analytical types, but there's also totally the witchy thing going on too. Yeah. Um, so what I love about that is it gives me full freedom to choose what is true for me and what works for me and leave what does not fit my value system. Um, so it's sort of, you know, I, I was raised sort of in the buffet model, which really bothers some people. And that's, that's fine. Everybody, you do what works for you. But yeah. because I didn't actually have any uh, traditional uh, religious training other than what you just pick up in the air growing up in the United States, I actually went and got an academic degree in religion from Smith College because I was really curious to understand why we believe what we believe and mm -hmm. how we got there. And I wanted to understand us here in the U.S., but I also wanted to understand the rest of the world better. And I was naturally really attracted to Eastern religion. 
mm-hmm. which may be partly because my grandmother was born and raised in, in China. And if I move the camera a little bit, you can see my Dang Dynasty cast iron Buddha that I inherited from her. So, wow. yeah, it's... Um, I was that spooky, intuitive kid who was really good at comforting the adults, which is not really a healthy dynamic, but (laughs) great training for what I do now. And even as a child, I was always thinking about questions like, what are we as human beings? What is the nature of the universe? And how do we have a better experience while we're here? Mm -hmm. And those are the questions I still ask, and that's why I coach. Okay. So then, I, I guess for people, again, who don't know you, how did you get into coaching? Like, did, were you just like, you you graduated from Smith, and you're like, I'm going to be a coach now. No, much, much worse. First, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, so I'm going to be an actress, because I did school plays <laughs> when I was a kid. Now, here's, and I lived in Los Angeles, and it's just kind of what you do, uh, because I'm from LA. So Mm -hmm. I I pursued it for 10 years, and I'm glad I did, because I discovered it made me miserable, especially when I started getting a lot of work. So it's not my thing. But what attracted attracted me to acting is the collaboration, Mm -hmm. the empathy for the worldview of somebody who isn't you, especially really flawed characters. And and there's, and you're always solving a problem. Like your character has a problem to solve. The Mm -hmm. the production has problems to solve. So those three elements were really yummy to me. And I discovered coaching in the early nineties, back when like coaching dinosaurs roamed the world. I am a coaching dinosaur, obviously. And, And I was having one of those dark nights of the soul, which is every night when you're an actress or when you're me as an actress. So I took a program, a coaching program for the entertainment industry. I don't believe it exists anymore, but anybody can Google it called Flashboard. And I found it really transformational for me. I no longer felt like the little child pleaser can have some more in, you know, the yeah. world of the entertainment industry, I was like, oh, I can help you and I can help you and I can. And and that was such a happier place to be. I got addicted to the, the high of helping people. You know, it's take a chapter out of Buddhism. It is the happiest way to be happy is helping other. I think every religion will tell you that, honestly. And it was just easier to be happy helping others. And I had a sort of a not surprising magic touch where I would get, I, I became a volunteer for that company and they would just throw me a dozen clients who were producers and writers and directors and actors and musicians and everything. And I would have them for a month. And in that month, one of them would sell a movie for the first time for a million dollars and another one would win an Emmy award and another one would book her first job and it would be a TV series. And so I was having all these really crazy results. And I remember thinking to myself and then asking in 
2000, after I'd been doing this for about six years, I was like, I don't want to be an actor. I'm just much happier doing this. And I, and I was like, I wonder if I could, all these people are making all the, this money and getting all these like great gigs. And I wonder if I could make a living doing this. And that's, that's how I switched into acting. I'm oh, sorry, switched out of acting into coaching. I made some really terrible errors. Like I turned down a lead role in a play with Ed Asner and I will never get over regretting that. <laughs> Don't, you know, the, the, I was just like, oh, I am a coach now. I will never, you know, oh, I wish I, I terrible mistake. So, but I lived, <laughs> you know, I survived. Yeah, you're here. on your path. Yes. And the next thing I discovered was producing great results and being a good student and taking all, getting like half a dozen coaching certifications and having celebrity testimonials and having a website and brochures and taglines and marketing and public speaking and, uh, and all these people who want to hire you doesn't have anything to do with making money. If you're me, <laughs> right. I, I'm like the poster child, the reigning poster child, my before picture, reigning poster child of financial failure, despite doing everything right and having everything going in your favor. I was 20 years ago, this month, 20 years ago, the Ivy League education, the certifications, the celebrity clients, the speaking gigs, the marketing, doing everything every class and every coach told me to do. I was struggling to make $100 a month in Los Angeles. And even that $100 was looking sketchy. And that kind of money drama and money drama can look a lot of different ways, not just, you know, being yeah. the loser of the century, making money. Um, that kind of money repulsion doesn't happen by accident, especially when you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. And those, those are my people. Like my people are the high achievers who do all the work. Right. Yes. And, I wanted to get to that because your clients, they're the wounded Athenas. <laughs> yes. It's like the the smartest, <laughs> hardest working, most giving, wise, overqualified people. And when you aren't getting results, something really doesn't make sense. Yeah. It does. And I'll tell you why that happens. But it it's, you know, I was my first experiment. And then I just attracted a lot of people like me. Men too, but I really, you know, with the goddess archetypes and stuff, I, I really do focus primarily on women. Yeah. But what I'm going to share is true across the board, regardless of whatever your gender identification is. Um, when you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, especially if you're doing it well and other people are not even doing it as well and they're getting better results and it's unfair and it doesn't make sense. And this can be money. This can be love. This can be health. Fill in the blank. You know what it is. What I have found is that you are not failing 
you are actually very successfully protecting yourself from what you're pursuing. And you are not a loser. And you are not your own worst enemy. And you are not a self-saboteur. You are actually from a very, very loving place, protecting yourself from a very real threat. And the kicker is you are completely unconscious to what that threat is and what that danger is. So your subconscious is your team and it's working 24-7 to keep you safe from the dangers of money and the dangers of love and the dangers of health because your conscious mind is just seeing the goal. But if you are not on the same team, your unconscious will always win. Yes. And you have very good reasons to protect yourself. And the the game, the trick here is you have to find out what those are so that you can make what you want safe. Change happens at the speed of safety. If change is not happening, something about what you want is not safe and it will not change until we make it safe. And that's what my whole process is about. Yes. So when you, when you spoke in Olympia, I was fairly new in my home staging interior design business. And my, um, I guess my wound at that point was that I had come out of a very toxic marriage and business relationship with my husband and with a con man business manager. (laughs) And so when you had us go in and um, create this money monster. It was the con man. He was this big, bad Sicilian con man guy. And that's really who he is. <laughs> and, and so that, like, I, I remember, you know, tears coming down my face do- during the process in your um, seminar. And, and it was like, wow, okay, there, you know, this shit actually. <laughs> that's such a deeper wound than money itself Mm. like you give the gift of your trust yes and your love and your commitment and it's abused against you and it makes you feel like a fool and it makes you feel like you can't even trust your own judgment which is such a huge existential wound yes Absolutely. And, and it wasn't just me, like it was, um, you know, my ex-husband and my dad and like, and a bunch of people that were really affected by this man. And, Mm. and so it was like, then you feel guilty about all the people that you hurt. Yes. Yes. And so which makes you feel unworthy, which makes money even more painful. Yeah. Yes. And so, so working through that process was really a huge transformation for for me because then I was able to then work through and really grow a beautiful business, right? Mm -hmm. That was very abundant. You became the superstar. Yeah. (laughs) And and then the money, honey piece, and you can share what that is. But at the time, this is before we knew kind of some of Johnny Depp's characteristics, but Johnny Depp was my honey money or my money honey. Yeah. <laughs> it's now Paul Rudd. Oh, so much better. By the way, lots of people had Johnny Depp back in the day. I would yeah. really recommend, you know, swap him. <laughs> Paul Rudd is such a sweetheart, such a better, better choice. Yeah, he, yes. So anyway, so I just want to, I didn't know if you, if I ever shared any of that with you, like at a super deep level, but 
just for the audience to know that like this goes way back like i've your work really um does help people and yeah including me thank you thank you money is the pain door but the real transformation you know what money represents is love and your worth and your safety mm -hmm. and your power so those are that's the stuff that we're actually working with money is just the symbol of all that and money when we when we give flesh to the monster by you know digging up these wounds around love and worth and the other stuff and reject and annihilate the monster then you have a new relationship really with life yeah but we call that the honey and so as long as money is like this source of pain and invalidation you have very good reasons to push it away so we need to make it safe and get rid of and this is this is why i call it alchemy we are getting rid of the lead the monster yeah. to make it safe to have a full love relationship with yourself and with existence and then we're going to call it money because money is that area of life that sticky area that needs our loving our, needs our love just so that we can uh really function more powerfully in the world it, it is it's a a great sort of flag in the sand you know to say there's something below that needs addressing and so the money honey is the other really it's what is when you eradicate the monster all that remains is love and now you have what i would even call a relationship with love that we call money because it's useful but that allows you to especially for the healers like i know that that's who we're talking to the healers and the do-gooders who do not want to cause harm. We have to create a relationship with money that puts love first, but also includes you. Yeah. That causes no harm. And we give that personhood and we embody that. And then it just ripples out in all the other areas of your life. But it's fun for me <laughs> and for marketing that you can point to concrete, tangible, real world results, real dollar amounts, really dramatic, because that's truly the, the work of alchemy is, you know, the spiritual stuff is manifest out in the world, especially in the stuff that is stickiest like money mm -hmm. so that we can heal the world. Yes. Beautiful. So. So in addition to working with your clients and, and doing this book, you also lead goddess retreats, which I had the joy of going on um, in May of 2019 um, to Bali and what a magical experience. And so you actually then inspired me to create my own retreats and which I've had two of, and I have my third upcoming um, in April here in Hawaii. And so, um really i guess share share the god like why the goddess aspect because it's not just athena which we mentioned earlier yeah the goddesses that you bring in but what's important about the goddess archetypes the goddess archetypes 
came later. It just, I'm trying to remember when it just, it, I just woke up one day and they were all lined up in front of me. And granted, I have a degree in religion <laughs> from Smith College, the women's college. So, you know, my mind and my mom's a witch. So my mind veers in those directions anyway. But it was just such a great journey. The, the seven goddess journey from the very beginning where you're slaying the money monster to being in your full power and now you're radiating and you're Lakshmi and you're lifting up everybody else in abundance. Um, and it just sort of like fell into my psyche and then I developed it. I knew that I needed to create something. And I think I've now done 10 of these retreats and it's really my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, mm. it's, it's the most magical. And sometimes you just have to follow your intuition and figure it out yeah. while you're doing it. And it just crystallizes. Yeah. But it is still my favorite thing. Just like, like with you, and this was years ago, I, because I keep it so tiny. Mm -hmm. It's not a retreat of a hundred people. And I'm like, you know, speaking from the stage, I keep it very tiny intentionally uh, so that I can work with every individual one-on-one -on -one through the whole process. Yes. And then everybody gets the residual magic of everybody going through it. Like everybody is going through it vicariously deeper and deeper and deeper. So it has been my experience that my biggest results tend to be from the Money Goddess Retreat. And and I have like this forever love affair <laughs> with the women who go on my retreats. I just feel so close to you. Yeah. Well, and I like I did feel that intimate connection and that's what inspired me to keep mine small as well. So again, you were huge inspiration for that. And um, but it was your retreat also that actually helped bring me a little out of my out of the closet because Ishwari, your assistant who was on the retreat, she she saw me for real. Like she saw my true essence and my galactic nature. And she's like, ooh. And I'm like, you see that? And up to that point, I had to stay hidden. Like I really felt like I had to shut that part of me off so that I could have a successful staging business or which you did world or biology or you know like when I when I presented or shared any of that to most of the people in my world they're like okay you're a little cuckoo but <laughs> like that's a bad thing <laughs> right well and at the time I was trying to be very normal right I was trying to be very mainstream even though I did not grow up mainstream I've never been mainstream I and actually you're this like brilliant <laughs> extremely accomplished you know educated entrepreneur and and that you need to hide yourself or needed to hide yourself. I'm, I'm just so, it's, it's so, there's so much pressure to mm. conform, but you disappear when you conform. And here you are just fully being yourself and how magnetic that is. Yeah. Well, and, and it's so much freer. Like, I feel like I can actually breathe 
and that I don't, I'm not putting on these masks that um, just to be liked. Cause I used to be a codependent people pleaser and I wanted everyone to like me. Now I have learned, you know, if someone doesn't like me, okay. I'm not everyone's cup of coffee or tea and I'm not meant to be, but those who actually really do get to know me at a deep level, then, you know, they get it. Well, being normal can work to a degree for the masses, but it's really not exciting. It makes yeah. you just blend in. And when you are really who you are, you're visible and way, way more useful. Um, it, it, I, lo I have loved seeing you come out with what you do. And then I hear from other clients that, you know, that, well, they see themselves in you because they can see you and and that takes courage yeah and there's a lot of bad advice that will teach you to blend in and be like everybody else and then you can't be found and the world doesn't need more inauthenticity it does not no now is the time for people to shine their true lights mm -hmm. We need more light in the world, <laughs> really, right now. Yeah. So anyway, so I just, I, um, I, I, part of having you on is yes, to help you promote and launch your new book, but also just to like really thank you for all of the beautiful um, work that you have done with me over the years, whether you knew it or not, <laughs> of how your work changed my life. And you actually... Also, for those who don't know, uh, my Sacred Soul Spaces book, you gave me excellent mentoring, coaching advice on putting that book together and the concept together. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for that, because that then actually launched the writing of the other books. So it opened the door to be able to just let it flow through me. I love to hear that. I love to hear how one thing leads to the next, leads to the next. You're on such an accelerated path. Yeah. Um, I think I used to say your wealth is in your weirdness. I still <laughs> believe that. Uh huh. Um, because it's there's so much fear-based bland. Yes, there is. Which makes you invisible and serves nobody. And your people um, can only see you when you are really, really courageously you. And. Thank you to every person that you turn off because it it clears the field and makes you more visible to your people. Yes, beautiful. Well, so, okay. So how, because you've always been very intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. You grew up with this intuition. How does that work into your coaching? How do you work with it with your clients? Because you don't necessarily call yourself psychic or do you? You own I, that. You just yeah. I I don't call myself that, but I am yeah. or intuitive or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. It just um, I think that is eventually like I think 
when you tune into somebody else and you kind of are just really, really focused on somebody else. And I don't know if everybody has the capacity. I believe, yeah. I would assume everybody has the capacity if they haven't been trained or, or frightened away from it. Um, but I've always been very, very intuitive. So uh, I, and I've now completely lost my train of thought. What was the question? Yeah, so I guess how, how, how does it, the intuition come to you? Like, are you clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant, all, like all of them? All of it. All how of does it. it come? Like when you're working? Yeah, um, I just tune in. And I, I am, I'm claircognizant, clairaudient, clairsentient. Um, it's whatever, whatever needs to come in when you're just so engaged with the other person, um, because that's really the job. I would just say it's like empathy, but at another level. Mm -hmm. um, and coaching and tuning into other people over and over and over again, it just, it just elevates that. Um, I think really, Everybody has that capacity. I think that's really yeah. what love is, you know, this kind of loving respect and curiosity. And uh, I've evolved a certain skill set that helps people solve a specific problem based on a problem that I had. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm repulsive just enough to attract the kind of people I fall madly in love with. <laughs> and so clients from years ago, I'm still crazy about you. I'm so excited to see you be so you, so courageously uh, you bringing your gift and authenticity to the world in Technicolor. Yeah. So before we got on, you were talking about viewing abundance and wealth in a kind of new way, especially I think through the pandemic, things changed mm. for a lot of people. And so um, you were talking about, wow, like I have a home, I have food, I have cars. And so if you want to touch on that a little bit about, you know, it's not, wealth isn't just money. Success yeah. isn't just money. Look, the money stories are really, really fun for marketing. Yes. You know, and, and I have clients who have made tens of millions of dollars. You know, it's really fun for marketing. Um, and at the end of the day, what really honestly is behind everything is do we, are we home here? You know, it's, it's, are we loved? Do we love ourselves? Do we feel empowered? Are we doing our work? Are we impactful? I've got a kitten who's like really digging this. Um, and it's our relationship with life and existence is what everything is ultimately about. Every challenge, every modality is like, is this my home? Mm -hmm. And the money pain just turned up because of my own life and experience and struggle and truly dramatic failure, <laughs> beat that, you know, became a really good pain door for the deepest, 
deepest work about our relationship with existence, because that's what everything is. It's just a doorway into our relationship with existence. So lots and lots of different doorways. And mm -hmm. because money is such a monster for just about everybody, it's a very good pain door for the deep inner healing that, that I'm here for, to go into those deepest, darkest places and safely take somebody through, not from any kind of sadistic place, but just to get the treasure yeah. and the transformation. And then it ripples out into everything else, not just money, but money is easy to measure and it's such a trigger. So that's why I stay with this, this money topic because it really is the ultimate monster. Right. But, and in your own life, just mm -hmm. um, going from, you know, being that person with no money and failing relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Go team. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you. Let I me mean, fail so, dramatically so you don't have to, you know. Well, and you, you have walked the talk, right? Like you are now married to the love of your life. And that was later, a little bit later in society's standards of like finding love, even though whatever age is a number. <laughs> so tell, I would love you to share that story of finding Devin. Oh gosh. Um, I'm, I'm even trying to remember. So let's see, we've been married, I think 26 times now. Um, and in different countries, <laughs> yes, in different countries. So here's the I'm, I'm dramatic, like <laughs> I failed dramatically, and then and then on the other side, the 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 wealth and the love on the other side is is very dramatic. Um, so I had to slave my love monster to make love safe, just like I did the money monster. And honestly, it's, if you dig deep enough, it's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it all truly comes down to, is the world a safe place that wants me? Mm. You know, that's why the money pain is so painful, the monster, because it really kills. People die because of economic causes, scarcity or violence. It's, it's, it's yeah. a very scary monster. And, and we cannot just positive think our way out of it. Right. We, we have to use what is. And that's, that is the whole art of alchemy is you cannot ignore what is in front of you. So when it really came down to it and I faced my money monster, money had caused so much harm and so, so much broken love and relationship and danger in my life. And it's like, oh, no wonder, no wonder I pushed it away. But I have to tell you, my love monster wanted to kill me. That was always the biggest pain, even behind the money monster is, am I lovable? Yeah. It's, yeah. I've, I've been looking for my soulmate since I chased Brian Patterson under the piano on his fifth birthday, and he was the older man. Okay, and I, I have a similar thing where, yeah, third, I was three years old, and my first kiss was Joey at preschool. 
<laughs> Money issues are love issues. Am I wanted? Am I worthy of being wanted? Am I wanted on this planet? When you look at the way human beings are discarded, it's terrifying. And that is a monster that I actually want to address. But my way of addressing it is by starting with you, the individual. Mm -hmm. And getting you in a love-based, integrity-based, safe relationship with money who loves you and is on your team. And from there, we start to change in our little ripple sphere of influence, other people's relationship with money and their personal power in the world. And that's how we change things because the people causing the pain are suffering themselves. They are so fear-based. Happy people don't harm others. People who feel safe don't cause violence. And we just, all we can do is start with ourselves. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful message um, because it really does begin here. And we can make a huge impact just even in our own little community, whether that's our household or our neighborhood or, you know, out to the more global network of people. The exciting thing about life is we will never, ever know how big our impact really is. Mm -hmm. And the first job is to get things straightened out for ourselves. Because when we're in fear, fearful people in pain cause damage. Yeah. And I have so much love and compassion for the people who are in pain. I'm not a fan of the damage, but I have a lot of love for the pain and the fear that people are in. And the more we can connect to our power and our purpose, mm -hmm. the more magic we spread. Yeah. Well, and, and that's um, what I have, you know, in the last few years discovered my purpose is changing that fear-based messaging, whether it's, you know, with galactics or it's something else, but changing that fear to one of understanding love and unity. We are all one. We are all connected. And the more that people realize that they are going to be able to start treating others better and looking at others in a different way, in a more, I get less judgmental way. Mm -hmm. People are just more like, oh, okay. You know, that's your perspective. That's your experience that you're needing to have. I don't need to judge that. And what I love about what you said and the way you said it is that it is so authentic. The way you speak, you are not regurgitating somebody else's stuff. Like it rings so true mm -hmm. when you speak. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and I've had to come to that place in myself, right? Because it's interesting because, you know, I, I can say that now. And I practice it, but I am human. So that doesn't mean that I don't ever like get a little judgy here and there. But growing up, I was definitely like on the um, Myers-Briggs scale. I was a kind of higher J. Now I'm more to the middle of the PJ. <laughs> and so I, you know, I have 
come through my own transformation in terms of having to go through some really hard experiences with money, with relationships to really heal those deep wounds. And, and what I'm discovering, we really are like onions. So there are parts that I thought were healed and they're coming back up again. And it's like, okay, it's not that I didn't heal that more surface level, but now it's like, okay, we're going deeper and deeper and deeper. And you know, it, that is part of the work of being human. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are way more than that. We are energy, but we are here to live this human existence. And so for me, I've been able to really come on the other side where I, I used to judge women who would stay in toxic, abusive relationships. And then I was in one. And then I'm like, oh, now I understand how someone can stay there. Mm-hmm. Really scared to get out of it. And now and, you can be so much more helpful. Yes, exactly. So there, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why that tangent came up, but I just like it, it's been a process for me. So even though I can share, yeah, okay, let's look at it from a higher perspective. Let us try to understand someone's perspective that's different than ours without putting the judgment on it. It's because I've had to go through all of that myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it's an unpleasant gift, mm-hmm. but it's also a treasure, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't fail so dramatically first, so that I would know what that's like. I think, especially speaking to you, we come to Earth to have some experiences mm-hmm. so that we can teach and be of service. Yes. But it but we we had there's a certain arrogance and ignorance to the happy who haven't been there. Correct. And we're so much more useful <laughs> uh, having having been in the trenches so that we can see somebody else going through the pain with total like love, compassion and humility. No like better than, you know, none of that distance and we can actually be really useful to others yeah absolutely is the most divine thing possible yes and for anyone who's watching who might be in those depths you know there is light at the end of the tunnel there is hope and you're not alone you don't have to be alone don't feel alone because there are different people that have walked through it that can help hold your hand to come through that That's why I like to use the metaphor of alchemy, the transmutation of lead as in lead and human experience into gold, spiritual and material, Mm -hmm. because there is value. And I want to validate those worst experiences. They are not a moral failure. They They are transformation. They are the fuel that evolves and elevates everybody and everything so i think we're all on our on our own path in battle for on behalf of everybody in the world in the universe that we may never even know about yeah um the money thing is is useful for me to pick as the pain point because it hits on it touches everything and it really gets your attention. Uh, 
and it can look like scarcity. Mm -hmm. I used to think when I started out that that's what it was about, but then I started getting clients who already had millions and hundreds of millions and billions of dollars who were miserable and had very good reasons to be miserable because they were targets and their relationships were terrible and they were unhappy. And, and that's a very good reason to get rid of money. <laughs> so wherever anybody is on your journey, and I really hope and believe that the purpose of life is to evolve all yes. of us. Yes. Uh, find what your monster is. And it's never the money itself. It's what the money represents, which is love, worth, safety, and power, and yeah. all the abuses behind it. And or, you know, like I did years later, my love monster. But, you know, pick your pick your poison, <laughs> whatever your whatever monster has the most energy now, because it will resonate in other areas. And do that spiritual work so that you can reject what does not get to be in your life mm -hmm. and create a new paradigm and a new dynamic that you get to be with and you get to be your best, most empathic, most of service, imperfect human being. Perfection is never, ever required. And your change makes it easier for the next person. It just creates ripples so that it just gets easier. And then you start to just bring everybody along on the same wave. Yeah. That's how we save the world. That is oh, so beautiful. Yes. Because you individually have a ripple effect throughout the universe. Multiple dimensions. Like there is no space time dimension that you are not touching with your energy. Mm -hmm. And I had, I don't know if it was in preparation for today's talk or not, but last night I had a very vivid dream that didn't seem like a dream. I think it, it was not a dream because it was so vivid that money really, it's just energy. And it's, I mean, abundance is all around us all the time. So it's just, it's like the mana, it's the energy. And so I, the whole night, it was just like swirling around me and I was just kind of swimming through it. <laughs> so again, I haven't had that um, kind of dream or experience before in that way, but it was perfect timing for what we're talking about today. Nice. Yeah. So, okay. So remind people how they can find your book, the name of your book. And yes. So you can always, always find everything at my website, MorganaRay.com. No space. Super easy. You can just take a look at the name and add a .com to that. My book launch for the new 10-year anniversary with me, Blonde, on the front is January 23, 23, because I love repetition, and it adds up to 11. Yeah. <laughs> and it is to the day, the 10-year anniversary of the launch of the first book. So I couldn't ignore any of that and have yeah. my woo cred. Uh, it's available on Amazon in every country. And what you want to do is you want to get the book on Amazon and then come to my website, MorganaRay.com, and fill out your name, your email address, and your receipt number. And then you get all the goodies 
on book launch week. So really amazing gifts that you're going to love from partners like Dr. Lisa and just amazing favorite people that I very, very carefully selected. Um, and then a month later on February 28th, you'll get me. I will have a live Q&A laser coaching call so that whatever your obstacle is or whatever you need help on, I can jump in and quickly make the adjustments so that you can slay your money monster and have a money honey. I don't think we went into the specifics of what all that means. There's plenty, I promise you, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of material about that um, on my website at morganaray.com. Um, and that's the financial alchemy process is transforming your relationship with money from a monster to a honey who is worthy of your deepest love and admiration is safe and wants to be with you for life and is in love with you and wants Paul to Rudd. save the world with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I said, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Yes. Even, even it's funny. My husband's gift. He's just like, yeah, I would, I would let you have Paul Rudd. <laughs> well, for those of you in the audience who have a partner, a physical partner, the fun thing is, is your money, honey, your imaginary money, honey, relationship with money doesn't have a body. It may look and sound like Paul Rudd, yeah, but it's not Paul Rudd. Right. <laughs> so you get all this yummy, sexy, turned on energy. And if you have somebody in your life, the person in your life really benefits. It's been very good for a lot of relationships. And then, but if you don't have a relationship in your life yet, mm -hmm. that turned on glowy light up, I feel safe with the universe, I feel loved, is also very magnetic yes. to human love. That's why I actually did the process on love itself in mm -hmm. 2012 and met my husband two months later. Yeah. But... So I slayed a love monster, but I see people just magnetize their human honey, just slaying the money monster because money and love are so interconnected. They are. And, and it's a seven year in numerology, which means it's time to go deep inside. So everyone go out and get Morgana's book and do the deep inner work to heal yourself. Yes, and on January 23rd. Yes. Um, and so. then come to find it on Amazon in your country, Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. Come back to my website, fill yeah, out your yeah. name, email address, and your receipt number so that you get all the goodies. And you get the invitation to my Money Love Lab for all of my book customers on February 28th so that you can come in and get laser coaching and get what you need. Yes. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, I love you. <laughs> so nice to, just purely selfish. It's just so delightful to get to see you. And for everyone watching or listening, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Aloha.